to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Bullock. People, organizations, and communities need to prepare for and respond to natural and man-made disasters in a timely manner and in the most effective way possible. Our program examines what is being done before, during, and after a disaster and those unexpected events to keep you in the know. Disasters can happen to anyone. The question is, when will it happen to you? Now, here is your host, business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Bullock. Welcome to another episode of Preparing for the Unexpected. I'm your host, Alex Bullock, and as always, we like to talk about things related to business continuity, COVID, resilience, crisis management, supply chain management, anything that helps you, your organization, or your community prepare for, respond to, and overcome adverse situations. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please feel free. You can reach out and find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Alex Fullick there. I do respond to everything I get. Alternatively, you can also find me at alexfullick.com. And let me know what you want to talk about, and we'll see about getting you on the show. Long-time listeners, you'll know that I talked about the BCI Virtual World Conference in 2021, and that I hope to have some of the speakers come on the show and talk about their topics or, or other topics. Um, today, I'm lucky enough to have one of those speakers from that conference, and it's a, uh, a guest who's been here before. So I'd like to welcome back to the show to talk about the topic, focus on the supply chain, what you should know about supply chain continuity management. I'd like to welcome back Matthias Rosenberg. Matthias, welcome back. Hello, Alex. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Uh, I'm glad to be here uh, again, and I'm uh, excited about uh, what we are talking today. We talked, the last time we talked was uh, roughly a year ago, believe it or not. I, I looked yeah. it up and went, wow, you know, every year. Hey, so maybe next year we'll be talking again. <laughs> Just in case anybody didn't listen to that last episode um, that we uh, were talking about, could you take a minute or two and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got into uh, what you do? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, my name, as I said, is Matthias Rosenberg. I'm the um, the founder of a company which is called Control It uh, AG, which is a consultancy and software producing company for business continuity and IT service continuity solutions. Um, before I started my company, which is 22 years ago <laughs> um, in this year, um, I uh, studied here in Hamburg business administration. After that, I started my career with a company called Info AG, which was the first private data center company here in Germany, so which, which offer them their services to insurance or banking companies. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where I come from. And uh, just you mentioned it, but I just wanted to confirm you're joining us from Hamburg, Germany today. Yes, yes, from the gray Hamburg, gray and rainy Hamburg. <laughs> well, where I am, it's dark. The sun won't be up for another two and a half hours yet. So, <laughs> okay. obviously, it's really early here. <laughs> but we haven't Welcome had any, any snow this year. So, <laughs> yeah, we've got lots. <laughs> Well, welcome back. I'm glad to have you back on the show again. And as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about supply chain management. So Mm -hmm. let's start off with some of the basics. 
what is supply chain management? And what does it consist of? Uh, yeah, a good question. Uh, a supply chain um, consists of a lot of different elements. These are uh, companies upstream and downstream, which have a dependency to our own company. So uh, one on one side, we have these companies which deliver us services or, or supplies we need for our uh, production. On the other hand, we have maybe clients because maybe we are not the company which is selling our products to uh, the direct client, maybe to another company. So if we are in the middle, we are also part of a, a supply chain. So uh, maybe this is um, also um, to take into account if you're talking about supply chain. So different, uh, different areas um, and the different companies inter acting um, and depending on each other um, every day so that these uh, supply is running smoothly. So this is a supply chain. Why is it that, um, uh, see, I'm already asking questions completely off script already. So <laughs> uh, a, a lot of times when we talk about supply chains, we think of who supplies us. But why do we need to consider that we supply others too, that that's also a part of the <laughs> supply chain? Yeah, imagine, um, for example, um, that your biggest customer is, let's say, an automotive company. And you are, beside others, one of the suppliers of them. And they simply stop producing because one of the other supplies is not able to deliver, for example, little microchips. In this case, it is really good to know that you maybe get 80% of your, your income only from one customer. So you should also think if you are in the supply chain to not make you dependent on only one or two customers in case of due to other circumstances, you are not able to deliver them anymore because they have stopped their production because of another problem. So for that reason, from, for business continuity reason, it is, it is good to take this risk also into account if you're thinking about a supply chain. Yeah, the, the reason I ask that is because we're seeing on the news a lot of uh, stories about supply chain management issues, but it always seems to be something upstream. Yeah, you know, it, it, that there are all the reporters, uh, you know, stories are the delivery of something to to a certain point, but never really from the perspective of sending something downstream. Yeah, that 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 in fact is is a strange thing, but this happens to companies. Uh, I know a lot of companies which um, which exactly had that problem because uh, one of the bigger Customers decided, for example, to shrink, to stop production. Imagine what happens here in Germany right now. Suddenly, out of the of nowhere, because of a company from the United States, they decided, okay, the new strategy is to produce electric automobiles. So in, in the near future, they nearly shrink down the production of classical automotives to zero. That means thousands of suppliers in the future will not be able to deliver any of the parts anymore because it's not required anymore in Germany. So um, 
and in the past due to strike and so on, they, they simply stopped because they have it in the contract. If we stop the production, you are not allowed to deliver. They have signed it because they have to sign it. And then they, they are not delivering and don't get any money. So this is really an issue if, if you are a supplier and you're only looking upstream but never downstream, that could be uh, as worse as the other way around. So mm-hmm. nice that you produce, but if there's no one who is buying your products, um, you have the same big problem. Right, right. Yeah. Now, you in your presentation at uh, BCI World, you, you said there were different perspectives on supply chain, a, a corporate view versus um, supply chain management view. Can you explain what the, the difference is between those two? Mm-hmm. Um, so for, from, a, from a corporate view, um, you, in most of cases, you're looking on your own organization, so your own um, responsibility, area of responsibility, your production, your different departments, you try to implement management systems to, to make it uh, more stable, producing in a, in a, in a, in a high quality. And um, in a supply chain view, and maybe sometimes, as you mentioned, sometimes you you looking upstream and see your suppliers, maybe. From a supply chain view, you have both sides. So you have your company in the middle, you look upstream, what are your suppliers, different tiers of suppliers, and downstream, what are your customers? Who is your customer? What problems can occur in, in this direction? And what are we doing if we have problems with this direction? So supply chain is not only the, the incoming logistics, the on-site logistic, but also the the logistics, which uh, guarantees that the products we produce every day is being somehow delivered. Otherwise, we have to stop the production because we don't have the space to to um, to, to to stock these produced uh, products anywhere. So that's a, a logical view from from my perspective to this this supply chain view, this complete view. For, for many years, the traditional view was uh, supply chain management, looking at it as uh, an alternative. So if you have a company ABC supplying you, if they had an issue, look at company DEF. And if you had a, a seller or a downstream partner that couldn't sell your stuff anymore, look for someone else. But is that still a part of supply chain management, just looking for alternatives? Or is that too simple? Mm-hmm. I would say it's a bit too simple because what what you describe is uh, is one possible solution of a supply chain continuity management. So ensure that you have alternate uh, sources for uh, delivering whatever some supplies. Um, supply chain management it is normally much more. You you have in some companies a purchase man which which write in the contract everything, and then supply chain management takes over. And what the job of supply chain management is to um, support new suppliers to in the onboarding process. It's just like a new employee. So what you are doing as supply chain management is you 
um, together with a supplier, um, try to reach the quality levels uh, you expect. Uh, you help them to implement whatever management systems which are required for your company. Uh, you help them maybe with their own business continuity management system, and you help them to grow that they fit to your requirement. This is what supply chain management does besides supply risk management, which is then looking on the risk in the supply chain and so on. So there are different activities. It's not only simply saying, okay, I have ABC and I'm looking for DEF or uh, something like this. Right. It's more complex. So is that, because, because you touched on it, I think this is the next part of, of your talk, with supply chain continuity management. Is that where, what you're talking about there is moving into that realm? And could you define, clearly define what, um, what was the acronym, FCCM actually is then? Mm -hmm. Yes, supply chain continuity management is um, as supply chain risk management. It's a, a sub, uh, I would say a sub-division uh, of supply chain management. So it's normally something uh, the BC manager should um, uh, monitor. So it's not the job of the business continuity manager normally to, to be also responsible for supply chain continuity management because therefore you need the specific skills of the supply chain management department um, but the supply chain continuity management is more than simply asking a supplier for their business continuity plan. It is on one hand to um, ensure that we have alternatives if we get problems and there could be different kind of problems. We can have a transport problem. So the, the supplier does not have a problem, but from, from this factory to our factory on the way, as we have seen, uh, there is a problem somewhere with a ship uh, and suddenly <laughs> we don't get anything. I'm thinking <laughs> the exact same example, a ship in the Suez, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, because that is a transport uh, risk. And, um, together with supply risk management, supply chain continuity management also judges what are the risks to get these um, this supplies into time to my factory that I'm able to deliver to my clients. This is one thing. So you are looking on the risks, you're looking on alternatives, what happens if we are losing one or two of the uh, critical suppliers you are also um, talk to your top management in terms of what are we doing if we are losing what is called a sole supplier. So there's only one source in the whole wide world which is producing uh, a part. What are we doing if we are losing this source? What is then the alternative? And to, to talk to the management, BC manager, uh, thinking about what we are doing if this happens to us, what, what is then our plan B for those cases? This is supply chain management. So it's, it's looking for alternatives. It's looking on specific risks um, uh, which can occur in the supply chain and uh, not only upstream, but also downstream supply chain. And what are we doing with these risks in, in terms of how can we prepare together these suppliers, but also ourselves for those cases. We're going to talk about the uh, the life cycle of the, what you just described in our next segment. Um, mm -hmm. But I was just thinking of a question. 
How does vendor management come into all of this? Or is it just a subset or part of supply chain management? Is there a difference or is it just terminology? I think really it is terminology because vendor management is something which is used in financial institutions. Let's say you have a a financial institution. They have a lot of uh, uh, vendors uh, which they have to monitor because of authorities which which ask them to do these uh, monitoring. But this is different. Normally what they are doing is maybe they go for an audit for the very critical uh, vendors um, and uh, for the less critical they send them a, a questionnaire and then they gather the information put it in a whatever spreadsheet and report about that but don't really do anything with these with these data except these for the for the very critical um, vendors because they normally go there check the business continuity um of these vendors, uh, which is what you also may do with a very critical suppliers in the supply chain. So from 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 that, that perspective, you have um, areas where is it uh, where it is the same. Um, but I would say, if they take it seriously, it's only the wording which is different. You can do also vendor management as supply chain continuity management. Yeah, I, I've noticed some people tend to uh, interchange the two um, differently. So I thought I'd ask your opinion on, uh, on what what your views were there. No. On that, we've come to the end of our first segment. Today, we are yes. talking about supply chain management with Matthias Rosenberg, and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fullen. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. Welcome back. Today we are talking with Matthias Rosenberg about supply chain management. Uh, Matthias, lots of great information there in the first segment. In your presentation, um, you also talk about the life cycle of supply chain continuity management. Can you talk to us about that? What uh, I know you kind of touched on what it is, um, but you also have different phases that uh, we need to consider in this life cycle. Can you talk yeah. about those? Yeah, sure. Um, in general, it's pretty easy because it follows the uh, the normal business continuity management life cycle. So we have all the... Um, parts of, of business continuity management. We have uh, analysis, design, implementation, validation, embedding, policy, program management. So in total, it is uh, almost the same. The, the difference when we, when we start uh, with, with the life cycle is that in, uh, in the case of supply chain continuity management, we focus on suppliers and service providers. So this is um, for example, the first difference, we are focused on the suppliers and the supply chain in both direct and upstream and downstream. In the uh, analysis phases for those um, suppliers which are really critical, um, that means whatever, they deliver us uh, supplies which are used in 80% of our own products. So those suppliers are very critical. Uh, we are normally um, run internally the BIA, the business impact analysis. What we uh, do additionally is we make a, what is called a supply chain mapping. So we are exactly doing that what I described. We, we try to find out what products or supplies uh, we receive are integrated in which products what is the annual turnover with those products and the um, yeah, net value pre- uh, um, what is the word for that? The net value of those um, uh, self-produced uh, products. And uh, based on this, we um, doing kind of a um, prioritization of these um, suppliers to decide, for example, where we are going to uh, run a risk assessment at a supply side to have a closer look um, and um, also doing uh, for those most critical suppliers uh, in deep uh, transport risk and other typical supply chain related risk analysis. So this is what we are doing in the analysis um, phase. Important is- So does that mean- does that mean the business continuity person gets involved here? Because you mentioned the BIA, the business yeah. impact assessment, and that traditionally is associated with the business continuity team or person or group, yeah. whatever. So do they get involved with, with it at this stage? Yeah, something what we would recommend to do. So, so the business continuity manager, which is the matter expert, should be for, for business continuity management in the company, 
and is maybe then coaching the supply chain continuity manager in, in his department to do the uh, a bit different BIA with a different uh, focus. It's not so much on business processes, but more on products and supplies and things like this. Um, but I would recommend that they do that things together so that maybe the business continuity manager is developing the methodology and then together with the supply chain continuity manager, they are running those in the first years. That's what I would, would recommend. But uh, important is to understand we are not doing this for all supplies. Imagine uh, here in Germany, I, I had a client which had which is not so big, but which at least had 1,000 suppliers. So 1,000 different suppliers, electronic supplies and so on. Uh, you are not able to, to go there and run a risk assessment in a thousand different locations. So you are focusing really on, on, on those which are really critical for your company, the most critical. All the others can make you headaches too, but to get rich and, and uh, find a way through this jungle, you have to focus on, on, the, on the very important one. So fo focus on the whatever, 20% uh, which are the most critical. Okay. And after analysis then, what do what stage do we go into? Um, yeah, normally uh, once you have done these, these analyzes, you have an overview of uh, the suppliers and the supplies which are critical for your company. So it's not so important which supplier, the name of the supplier uh, is it. It is more important to understand what is the criticality of services and supplies we receive to find then alternatives around the world. So this is what is the outcome of the analysis phases. And in the next phase, <clears throat> in the design phase, we are looking uh, for solutions for those supplies. That means what happens if we don't get supplies from this company? Is there anyone in the world out there, what, what you mentioned uh, in, in our first conversation, the DEF suppliers, is there anyone which produces these kind of supplies in the, in the required quality? Um, if not, what else can we do? Can we use another supply to replace this? Or, uh, is it possible? Have we maybe uh, to think about then redesigning the product and what does it mean if this happens? how long it would take and so on. So there are a lot of things to, to consider, to think about. It's not that easy, like writing a plan. It's really a mixture of, of research, of discussions with engineers and, and find solutions which, which then really can, can work. You, and, yeah. If you do identify an alternate supplier, do you make arrangements with that supplier in advance? After you've done some of this assessment that you just talked about, yeah. um, do do you do something? You know, you reach out. Your your main supplier, company ABC, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. But do you reach out to company DEF to say, hey, if ABC yeah. goes down, we want a a partnership with you so that we can instantly pivot and have your product delivered? Do you do that in advance? How do you how do you manage that? Uh, when we when we have done these these analyses, we are in the design phase exactly do these things. So we think about having um, alternative 
suppliers on the contract so that we have maybe not one company, but two or three companies which are uh, delivering uh, these supplies, uh, which makes it maybe a bit more complicated from supply chain management perspective, because we have to ensure that all those different suppliers deliver the same high quality we require. This is one thing. On the other hand, uh, it makes it easier to discuss about pricing. You know, if you have three under contract, it's easy um, <laughs> to discuss then uh, a new price. And maybe sometimes it's also necessary to discuss with your um, customers about maybe an increase in price in the future, because if, if, if they would like us to deliver in time, even if we have a problem in the supply chain, that means we need to invest money in make this supply chain more stable, more resilient, and more resilience means normally it's more cost uh, in, intensive. And, and that means that the prices normally increase over time. And if the customers require those um, service level, I would call them, uh, to get these uh, products in time, then he has to pay more money. And uh, yeah, this could be, uh, as you mentioned, could be um, a, a good alternative to have more on the contract directly. But it's going to also be a, a solution to say, okay, I have one on the contract and I know names of three or four other companies and have uh, talked to them. Maybe when I do the last tender for those supplies, then I have these still in my shelf and in, in case I can try to uh, get these supplies. But it's a risky, a risky option, you know. They have to have capacity and things like this. I think, uh, so after design, you move into implementation. I think you've kind of touched on a little bit of that, but what happens in implementation? Yeah, in the implementation, um, you on one hand implement whatever your, your, uh, your, uh, your, your strategy is, increase the number of service providers, you have to then sign contracts or identify alternative service providers and you have to have a database with these service provider. Uh, you can decide um, to maybe increase uh, your warehousing for specific parts that you are not so dependent on, on the ship coming in time. Maybe you have a stock for, 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 yeah, for, for, um, for helping you to, to close such a gap due to a problem in the, in the supply chain. That could, could be done on one hand. On the, on the other hand, you have to write plans for those and uh, imagine once again these uh, company I mentioned. You have one thousand suppliers. You are not able to write as a company, even if you have only hundred, to write one hundred different business continuity plans in case of one of those suppliers is not able to deliver. So what you are doing in this case is you write generic uh, plans for supply chain continuity. You write plans for those suppliers where you have alternatives, what are your, your uh, logical steps in those cases? You are writing uh, plans for a single supplier. So you have only one under contract, but you have your four different uh, other suppliers on the shelf. So you, you have to arrange uh, meetings with them, uh, 
emergency calls and things like this. And on the other hand, you have maybe a sole source provider, which is only available once in the world. And for those cases, you have to also to, to prepare procedures. What are we doing if this happens to us? So for these different kinds of uh, suppliers, you are develop a generic plan, uh, which you can also test once a year. Well, that actually moves us into the next one, I'm assuming, validation. So how yeah. do you go about validating? Um, I, I would say it's, uh, it's then really uh, easy, if, uh, but on the other hand, also could be complicated. So what you're doing is you're testing plans. So your own plans you have developed, these generic plans you test together with supply chain. It's most of the cases, a theoretical test. So you do a simulation, you say, okay, we have a sole source provider which has done this and that, and therefore he is not able to deliver. What are we doing now? And then you observe them, how they uh, work through the plan, if they do the right decisions to, together with the management. And after that, as, as a crisis management team uh, simulation, you then analyze what are the learnings from this. This is one side of um, um, the board. The other one is uh, what you're doing is you observe also the business continuity measures done by the supplier. So you maybe go to them on site and observe them when they are doing their exercising. So that's what normally a business continuity manager would do as we have seen this in the vendor area. But I would recommend if you have a supply chain management and supply chain management continuity manager, then as BC manager, you outsource the activities to the supply chain continuity manager and they are then responsible for exactly that for monitoring all the test activities and business continuity management activities of the suppliers and report it to the PC manager. How do you get those suppliers and vendors involved with testing? Because a lot of people, you know, they don't want to see, they don't want other people involved in case they do have a, a slip up, you know, or they identify a gap. They don't want outsiders involved. So how do you go about being a part of these exercises and mm. how do you yourself involve your suppliers in your own exercises? Mm. Uh, what a building block is, um, is that you have a, a contractual agreement about that so that you are allowed to observe those tests. Otherwise it's really difficult uh, but um, in general, when you when you formulate your requirement for business continuity management at the supplier side, uh, you should also allow yourself in the contract that you um, are observing those tests. And if a supplier um, is unsure because there could be um, a gap be identified during a test, then I would say, okay, let's start in the beginning because then you don't understand what business continuity management. Testing in business continuity management, we are looking for exactly those gaps. That's a great test. A test which doesn't work is perfect because test should help us identifying gaps. Always get these, these green tick marked 
uh, results, uh, these what I call a melon reporting, you know, outside it's green, inside it's red. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't have anyone. So we, we need to, uh, and the good supply uh, chain management can do that. They have confidence, they trust each other, and then they are not in, in fear that we do anything to them. And this must be crystal clear that it's not to, to, to terminate the contract, it's to work better together, to find out what we can do, to learn from each other. So maybe the problem they have, maybe we have the same problem. Mm -hmm. So I, I would do that from, from, from this perspective. It's not easy. It's about talking and contracts, and, uh, but a must. Otherwise, it's only paper. Right, right. And I do like the melon analogy there. I, I've heard it before. Everything looks green and wonderful on the outside, but when you start digging, yeah. it's all red. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's look at uh, solution options in uh, supply chain continuity management. You listed uh, five, five options, and I think a couple of them you've touched on already, but can you kind of... Uh, yeah, just go through that list. I, I, I repeat them, sure. Uh, it's on one hand, increase the number of service providers or suppliers which you have a contract with. As you mentioned, we have identified critical suppliers with critical supplies and we identify, oh, we have only one of them, but on the market, there are whatever, 100 more. So instead of make it easy for us and our supply chain management and have only one supplier, it is more secure to have more supplies in case something went wrong, especially if, if, if there is a risk that something went wrong. And the risk could be it is in an area where it is political unsafe. For example, I, 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 would, uh, I would recommend the whole uh, computer industry to think about having alternative uh, locations for producing microchips, not only Taiwan, because we, we don't... <laughs> can foresee what, what is in the future maybe happens. And therefore it would be great to have different locations around the world where we get these um, little parts from. So thinking in advance before things happen about um, alternatives, depending on the risks we identify within the supply chain, increase the number. The second is, uh, what we also talked about is identifying alternative uh, suppliers um, or providers or vendors or ever, however you call them. You have one on the contract and you have three from the last tender. You keep the contact with those which um, gave us an offer in, in the first place but didn't win. Um, on one hand to, to ensure once we, we renegotiate the contract, that we have others uh, which give us a bit. On the other hand, this could also help in, in case that we get a problem. Maybe then uh, we get two or three of them able to deliver us the amount of supplies we need. But it's, as I mentioned, it's a risky option because especially, especially in, in areas where you need a high quality and these onboarding process of suppliers is a long project for you up to whatever, three to six months or something, this could be a difficulty uh, thing uh, happens, uh, one of the suppliers gone, but should be find um, uh, a solution, you should find a solution for that in your business continuity plan. 
Then uh, option number three, which is not really an option, but you have maybe heard about that, it is called the insourcing. This works maybe for very easy tasks. You may have outsourced to another company, but for more complex um, services or supplies, it's nearly impossible. It takes much too long normally um, to do that. So it's it's a theoretical, I would say it's a theoretical option and it's feasible for very easy things, but not for complex supplies. What you can do then and what you should do is request a BCM proof. So uh, ask for a BCM certificate, ensure that they have implemented business continuity management. I would recommend everyone uh, ask your suppliers to have a ISO 22301 certificate. This is good because every year there is someone coming and checking up the system. And uh, for the very critical suppliers, we can also um, go on site and do our own audit in addition to that. But this is a, a, a solution which I would recommend for all your critical suppliers. You should all ask them for, for getting certified. And the last thing, warehousing number five, it, is, it means ensure that you have a security stock in your warehouse for those critical supplies so that you are able to bridge at least one month of delay uh, in the supply chain so that, that you are not directly have to stop if a ship maybe have a problem on the way. Great. And on that note, we've come to the end of our second segment. We are talking about supply chain continuity management with Matthias Rosenberg, and we will be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fullick. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. Welcome back. We are talking with Matthias Rosenberg about supply chain management. Matthias, lots of great information there in the first and second segments. Uh, I'm just wondering, are there any challenges with developing a a supply chain continuity management system? And uh, what are those challenges? And do you have any tips for our listeners? No, there are no challenges. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I think there are a lot of uh, challenges, but it's a bit depending on, on what kind of business you are running, what kind of products you are producing, um, when I'm talking about supplies, I, I often um, focus uh, on companies which produce products. I mean, um, in opposite, for example, with an insurance company, they have services they deliver, but it's not really a, a product. So um, when I'm talking about supply chain and challenges in the supply chain, I'm talking about those companies which produce things depending on delivery of supplies and so on. So often when we start with with supply chain continuity management, a challenge is to get an overview, especially if if you remember the the example I gave you, a mid-sized company with more than a thousand different suppliers, could be a challenge to, to keep the overview. What supplies are integrated in what products of our company and uh, what are the impacts if we if we missing whatever one of these little uh, parts which is required for all of our products so the the the, the first challenge is to get um, get an overview um, of the different supplies uh, these uh, supply um, supply Mapping is is one of the uh, essential first steps you should do to get an overview if you don't have it. So building kind of a database uh, to to ensure that you get maybe also a graphic overview of of the dependencies. The second uh, challenge often is uh, for companies market changes. So um suddenly for for what reason ever we have uh maybe a disruptive uh, market event happening uh you all may remember when those came up no these little iPhones uh which definitely changed the market from one day to another 
other producers, Nokia, which was a market leader, world market leader for those um, mobile phones, didn't take this serious and disappeared from the market. So this can have a influence on on the supply chain, on uh, on the delivery or um, the ability to deliver um, supplies, so that that um, that we are not able to produce our products anymore. Or the other side. The customer side is no more interested in our products because of those changes. You can you can have also events within the supply chain uh, where you don't have any influence on um, as a company. For example, as you may remember, the things we have seen um, two years ago. Uh, where we have uh, political interactions, I would call them, um, where we have two countries which somehow battle, and then we get suddenly tariffs which increase the pricing um, for importing goods from another country uh, in, a, in a way that it is uh, unattractive for us to produce our products anymore because we have contracts with clients, but we cannot produce it in, in, the, in the price range we have calculated because of these sudden changes in the market. This could be uh, have also an influence on, on the supply chain. For supply chain management, the, the biggest uh, issue is to find in the department of supply chain management um, personal resources so they that you have enough uh, staff available to do this new job, to do these analyzes, to discuss with the most critical suppliers uh, the necessity of implementing business continuity management. And <clears throat> that I think is, is one of the biggest thing and other other things are uh, events we have seen right now. For example, <clears throat> sorry, the uh, pandemic. Uh, something which everyone was somehow aware uh, of, but no one, I think, no one really thought that this could be really happen. And then it happened. And with with all the uh, the outcomes, so we we have closed down of havers because of uh, people which uh, felt sick. Uh, we have a close down of of countries because of the pandemic. We have a close down of businesses because someone from the authority say you are not allowed to run your business anymore, which may could also be a customer of your company, and then you are not able to deliver, and so on and so on. So there are a lot of challenges but as in business continuity management we never know the the reason for an interruption so what what i tend to say is uh, be sure that your supply chain is resilient make them be sure to be prepared for exactly um such uh, events which are not foreseeable right now and and here in europe uh, we have different challenges right now. We have uh, seen the conflict uh, in, in the Ukraine. We, we don't know what happened there. Here in Germany, we are depending on more than 50% of the gas development by Russia. So whatever there happened can have an influence on, on our country and in our industry, which is difficult. Difficult if you make yourself dependent on one 
source of delivery. And this is the same for a company. If you are dependent too much on one company, um, then you have to think about what you can do before it happens. Otherwise, um, yeah, you will suffer. You will suffer as a company and not be able to produce your products and all your business continuity activities within your company will not help you if you don't take this supply chain risk seriously. Right. Well, we only have one minute left, believe it or not. <laughs> Do you have any final uh, thoughts or final comments you'd like to convey to our listeners? Yeah, I, I would say start with uh, implementing um, controls and start um, monitoring your supply chain with a good supply chain continuity management. That means constant control, constant um, risk assessment for the most critical suppliers, keep the transport risk in mind, and, um, and that for the direct suppliers in, in the beginning for tier one, what is called tier one. So the suppliers where you have a contract with. If you're then able um, to also um, make the supply chain transparent for you that you can see suppliers from tier two, tier three, and the dependencies of those suppliers. There are some, some services available. And I think over the years, we will have uh, a lot of companies able to deliver those information. They build their own databases. So they make the interrelations uh, of companies and where they are located. And um, also using such services um, could help you to uh, reduce the surprising moments in the supply chain you may face in the past. You and on help. that note, we've come to the end of our show. Matthias, thank you very much for talking about supply chain management. It was great to have you back again. And uh, who knows, maybe there'll be a third appearance at some point. It was a pleasure, Alex, and I would love to uh, speak to you next year again. <laughs> Every year, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Matthias. I really appreciate your expertise and your time. Uh, have a great day. And to everybody listening and watching, stay prepared, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Preparing for the Unexpected. Please tune in for another edition featuring your host, Alex Bullock, next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you here next week.